entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. Now more than ever, you need to have a plan in your business to not only survive, but thrive. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business strategist on a mission. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees sustainable profitability and it guides your growth. And I want to share my strategies that I've earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. I'm super excited to have my guest with me today. Celeste Giordano is also on a mission to help business owners to develop the skills, knowledge, and attitude necessary to double plus their income and become effective and inspirational leaders in their fields. Whether it's taking your business, uh, your successful business to the next level or starting a new venture, she will develop the exact skills and strategies you need to enroll more quality prospects and build a rock-solid team and break through those obstacles to achieve real profits and lasting success. Celeste is a business growth specialist and a master sales strategist and a dynamic speaker with more than 42 years experience in direct sales and managing high-performing teams. Celeste is the co-founder of the Women of the Women of Community Impact, a nonprofit organization that reflects her passion for educating, empowering, and encouraging young women in her community and beyond to succeed uh, personally and both professionally. She is also on an advisory board member of the College and Career Academies of Central Ginnett Gin- High School. I hope I pronounced that correctly. And sports alumni mentor, yay, for students at Barry College. Celeste is passionate about creating new opportunities for empowerment and growth, particularly for the younger generation that hold the key to bright futures. Celeste, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you, Marcia. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. So, wow, quite a resume that you have there. And um, you talk about building up communities and leaders and making sure that we're building success for, for our businesses. So we have quite a lot to talk about today, but I'd like to focus a little bit more on some of the sales strategies because I think that's so important and it's a weakness. Honestly, it's a weakness that many of us business owners have. Don't you agree on, on, on the business owners having that weakness or is it just me? No, absolutely, Marcia. I spent 36 years in direct sales, and when I retired, one of my one of my best friends said to me, Celeste, you should be a business coach. And I said, what's a business coach? Right. I mean, because I spent 36 years in one field of direct sales as a franchise owner. So I started reviewing and and watching people and people, you know, giving me some referrals of some business gurus and coaches. And the one thing that I noticed, Marcia, was these people were spending an enormous amount of money and investing in themselves to grow their business. But seven years ago, nobody was teaching them how to sell. It is, it is a real big weakness. And, and I think a lot of us have that challenge or, or stigma that, oh, I don't like to be sold to. And, and we, we put that on, our, on ourselves, on our shoulders, and, and it gets in the way of making business because, I mean, my goodness, your dentist 
sells to you when he says, hey, we should be cleaning or we should be fixing this tooth. Your doctor sells to you when you're saying, take this prescription to feel better. Sales is part of every single business need that we have, but we, we, we use this, I think we, we put this used car salesman or, 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 you know, ugly salesperson, um, mentality on ourselves. And I think it's wrong. No, absolutely. And I think what I saw was a lot of women and men that maybe had a career in the first half of their life and they retired, whether it be an educator, a banker, a financial planner, whatever it is, they retired. And then they started the second chapter of their life and their passion of whatever it may be. And one thing that they didn't have in the first half is they didn't have any business knowledge of how to grow a business, let alone how to sell that business. Right, right. So let's talk a little bit about that. What would you um, what would you say are some of the foundational points that that we should all know about business sales? Now we're not talking about selling the business, but we're talking about sales inside the business, right? Absolutely. Sales inside the business is number one is I think people need to understand how to build relationships. Perfect. And you know, and that that is the biggest thing that I see is people that have never had a sales background or never been an entrepreneurial entrepreneur, they come into uh, a networking group and all they want to do is sell their product, talk about themselves, and they have no idea about building a relationship where you get genuinely interested in somebody else other than yourself or your product. It's, it's, it seems so natural, but it's, it's such a common mistake that you see that they're just like, oh, here, let me tell you all about myself rather than let me learn about you. Exactly. And in direct sales, I learned that 30, well, over 42 years ago, I learned to be genuinely interested in somebody else. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so that was one of the things and, and being in direct sales where we literally went door to door selling direct sales, you know, wow. 40, 42 years ago, that you had to sell yourself to get in somebody's house to give a presentation of a product. Wow. Now, how, how do you do that? You don't, you don't go to the door talking all about yourself. You go to the door talking about how you could help and serve that person that you want to get in their house because your store is closed until you were inside and had an opportunity to show that product or service. So people bought you that said, I think I'll let you in my house. You seem like a nice person. You seem educated. You seem genuinely interested in helping me. I think, I think that's the basis that it, it should all be. Um, I was talking to one of my previous guests about, um, uh, what is it, uh, central consumer-based business and consumer-based sales. Uh, if you have too many I's or me's or we's in, in when we talk about ourselves or when we talk about our sales practice, it's all about me then, and it should be all about them, Right. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that, that I teach a lot of my clients is when, when that if, let's say that they haven't really been networking or they're new in the business, is that they genuinely want to get in that conversation where they're asking questions about the other person. Nice. And the, first of all, when you go to a networking event, you want to also, you want to have clearly who you want to meet at that event. You should do some research of the people attending that networking group and who are the ideal customers that you would like to meet and get to know so they know, like, and trust you. You and need so, having a plan 
have any plan. Exactly. You just don't go to a network any networking event just to go and show up. You know, you go to show up with doing your due diligence and your homework. And and I don't want to meet everybody there. I want to meet three people that I can have a conversation with. Yay. I love this mentality. You know, if you go in and you have a direct person, you've done your research, you know that Jane Smith is going to be there and and Bob Jones is going to be there. You know that that's the direct thing and and you're targeted and you make those connections. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. And and when when they get there, you, you need to have a conversation where you're asking people about them and getting them to talk about themselves. And what you generally happens is if you've done your due diligence and your homework, that person will say, you know, Marcia, I have talked about myself the whole time. Would you be so kind to tell me about you? Right. Is that is that better for somebody to ask you about yourself as opposed to you want to tell about yourself? Love it. You know, that's, that's great. Um, it, it just really um, evens the playing field and it makes them more interested in listening to you as well, rather than you just going and throwing up on them and telling them your, your entire <laughs> life story and all the products and here, buy my stuff today. Uh, absolutely. Or here's my business card. Right. You know, same, so. same mentality. Love it. Um, okay. So what else? So we have networking. What else is a foundation that we can work off of? You know, I have this thing called the three C's of a legacy mind shift. It's confidence, control, and consistency. And that is one of the other things that I noticed was that a lot of people that have started maybe the second half of their life or have a business entrepreneurship or something, they lack confidence. Mm-hmm. And so that they have to have confidence in themselves. And so and the reason that when they go to networking, when they don't lack, when they lack confidence, number one is they probably don't have a good headshot of themselves mm. or they they don't know exactly who their ideal customer mm. is mm-hmm. or they don't have their 30 second or 60 second which it, whatever elevator pitch whatever you want to call it they don't have that down mm-hmm. and so you know they're just out there for what i call free for all you know they just go out there and you know hope, hope. something sticks yeah hope, hope something sticks who was yeah. it um, someone i just saw something somewhere that that had one of those um analogies you know where you you throw spaghetti up at the wall and you hope it sticks and right. it had a bowl of spaghetti and it had it all over the wall it was a great picture but yes that's the wrong path to take so you should be prepared right and that's what it sounds like when you're prepared you'll be you'll you'll be more confident in, in uh, what I'm, you're saying Absolutely, because confidence is when your self-image aligns with your business image. And I'm going to say that again. You know, confidence is when your self-image aligns with your business image. People are buying you. They're not buying your product or service. So they have to buy you first. Mm. Mm. Very, very, very smart. Okay, so that's confidence. What was the next one? Um, Control. Control. So the the amount of control you have in your business affects your income and your happiness. Mm-hmm. And so you can control the number of conversations you have um, ah. with potential clients. We can, you know, we can, we can, we can control that. Um, how many networking events? We can control that. Um, the number of potential clients we're going to follow up, we can control that. The kind of interactions we have with people, we can control that. You know, the one thing that we can't control is that number at the end of the month. 
Mm, but you know, they're there and the, the economy, we're in a crazy time right now. So the economy we can't control. Um, when I used to be an investment advisor, people would come to me and say, well, you know, why didn't you, you know, change the investments or do something else? You know, the market, we can't control, we can't right. control our client, but if we do everything that we can control, like you said, the number of calls, how we represent ourselves, the the activity that we're doing, then we're going to have much more success coming out of that. Absolutely, because a potential client becomes a a client through a real conversation, not a text message, not a social media message, you know, not an email or mm-hmm. not an instant message. It's a real conversation. Mm-hmm. That's that back to that relationship thing, you know, absolutely, possibly even going old school, like you said, door knocking or picking up a telephone and saying, hey, (laughs) well, that door knocking was 42 years ago, uh, but it was a great life for 35 years. I was a franchise owner and, and, you know, and you know what, even today, nobody thinks that they should have to go and, and pound the pavements, what we used to say Mm -hmm. back in the old Mm -hmm. days, you know, but there is nothing wrong with taking a five, 10 mile radius of where you live and going and introducing yourself to other business to business entrepreneurs or or brick and mortar businesses, uh, introducing yourself, leaving a card, leaving a gift or something to have a conversation with these people. We have to like you getting that personal connection with them. I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. Okay. Okay, it's building up a community, it sounds like, instead of, you know, we're so we're so pointed and directed towards social. Everybody's got to do social media and Facebook ads and LinkedIn and, and Instagram and YouTube and all these things and Google ads. Everybody's pointing to that, but they're forgetting about the, the real connection that you make when you're face to face and knee to knee with somebody. Absolutely, Marcia. And when I started consulting seven years ago, I would invite people to go out for coffee or breakfast or lunch. Very expensive thing to go, especially if you're taking them to breakfast or lunch. But you know what? That was my investment in myself and my company and the person that I wanted to do business with. And everybody said, Slice, you just can't go take these people out to breakfast and lunch or coffee. And you know what? I did. And you know what? I don't think there's anything wrong with it if they're your ideal target client. Target client. So you wouldn't just take anybody out to lunch and breakfast. And if you if you go back to your first confidence level and you know exactly who you want to work with and, and the problems that you can solve, then that investment in breakfast or lunch or, or even the cheaper coffee, depending on where you go, you know, that's not that big of an expense considering what people spend in marketing ads um, on social media. Absolutely. And again, I would I would take them to coffee. And a lot of times it was for me to get a chance to get to know them. And again, I never, ever talked about myself. It was all about getting to know the potential client. Mm-hmm. And it never fails that they say, Celeste, we've sat here and had coffee and all we've done is talk about myself. Tell me a little bit more about you and what you do. And it's always better when they ask that. And so sometimes, the, you know, they'll ask more about the consulting or coaching business. And sometimes I'll just say, you know what, you know, I'll share just a little and then I'll invite them to a lunch or dinner if it was a oh, coffee. Gotcha. Uh, because, again, when you, when you know how to sell and you have sales background, you're not afraid to ask for the order when it's the right time. 
And so a lot of the times it was building the relations, relationships, getting to know them and asking them a lot of questions that made them think, decide, and respond that, hey, I need her services. Yeah, love it. So we did the control or we did the confidence and control. What's the third one? The third one is consistency, and consistency is everything that holds it together. If you're consistently taking the action, the money money you're seeking is always going to be there. See, you can consistently keep doing the same wrong thing over and over, and guess what? It's always going to be wrong. And if you consistently follow a system, a proven system, you know, day in and day out, week in and week out, you know, at the at the end, it's always going to prove to be successful. So in growing a, a um, for 30, 36 years, growing a, I can't believe I've lost my, my train of thought here, you're, you're, grow, grow, growing a franchise business that was in direct sales on commission, that's what I was thinking uh, of, that was directly on commission and training people, you know, you had to be consistently following up with your numbers Um, a program, your people, and having meetings with them. And so we always tracked our numbers. You know, in sales, you have to know your closing average. You have to know your leads coming in. You have to know all these numbers. And then you have to check in on them daily and weekly because at the end of the month, what happens is, I'm sure you've seen this yourself in your industry, that people don't track their numbers. And then they wait to the end of the month and say, oh, I've had a bad month. Well, if you're tracking those numbers daily and weekly, you can't help but have a great month because you can self-correct on a daily, weekly basis. So the next week, you can get back on track again, especially especially if you have an accountability partner or a coach or, or a consultant, somebody that is mentoring and helping you. So true. So true. We find that, and in my business, as, as a strategist and a planner, we create the plans and give you every step you need to take along the way to help you achieve the goal. One of those part or one set of those steps are your numbers, like you said. And if you know them and, and you're working on them and you're touching them regularly, you're going to have time, like you said, to, to make corrections, change tactics. Maybe my strategy or my sales conversation isn't working as well. And now I can change it or evolve it. This You can't you can't just hope and wing it and think you're going to be successful. So that is so true. So let's talk to me a little bit more about the numbers. So um, how does that work? Okay. Well, I have a thing called the four steps to a legacy mind shift. And the first step is establish your goals, know your numbers, run the formula, and follow the system. Mm-hmm. So we have to establish our goals. You know, we have to have personal goals. We have to have business goals. And a goal isn't a goal unless you share it with somebody. It's not something you just tell yourself or you write it on a little piece of paper and you stick it in your little drawer and you never look at it again. Right. You know, you do have to establish your goals. And I do think we have to have personal and business goals because business goals alone are are not what's going to help you be successful. Usually it's your personal goals. And when you're doing something, you know, why do people want to be a business entrepreneur? Maybe you want people want to be a business entrepreneur because it's going to give you more time with your family. You have flexibility with your time mm-hmm. or you can have, make an unlimited amount of income so you can send your kids to private school or you want to take the dream vacations three, four right. times a year. What you, you need to have a passion 
for your goals, your personal goals and your business goals, because being, you know, as well as I do, Marcia, being an entrepreneur isn't what it's all cracked up to be in the beginning. And, you know, <laughs> it is hard. and it's it's not like you flip the switch and, you know, oh, I've, I've got this business and I'm very successful and I'm making lots of sales. That's a lot of blood, sweat and tears. Yes, and, and a lot of people that don't know anything about sales they go broke really quick and fast. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that is really important because it is part, it's the essential part of your business. But that life balance thing, I joke that that um, as an entrepreneur, we're lucky enough or we get the luxury enough to choose which hundred hours we want to work each week. You know, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, that's, you know, or half day, it's seven to seven, right? You know, it's, exactly. it, it just balances out. But the hard work in the beginning and the systems in the beginning will allow you to have in the future the benefits that all the entrepreneurs have. But the first few years is hard work, and we all know that. But by tracking that and having those realistic goals, personal as well as business, is beautiful. So what's the Uh, second part? um, You know, the know your numbers. You know, in order to create a legacy business, everybody has a magic number. We talked about this. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times one of the first questions in my discovery call with, with my clients is, tell me, what are your numbers been for the last six months? Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's uh-huh. like a deer in headlights. I, I, I don't know. They can't tell me how many leads. They can't tell me how many networking events. They can't tell me how many complimentary sales calls. They, they can't even tell me just like that, how many sales, you know, it's usually very vague answers. So you have to look at the last six months of how many conversations you've had um, with your potential clients. And then how many of these potential clients became actual clients with you. Now you have two numbers and these two numbers, you divide one and the other. And of course, you know, it gives you your closing ratio. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times what I do with um, my clients is I give them a, a form and it's a Monday through Sunday. And it starts, like you said, seven, uh, mine's eight to eight. So, and so It's half day. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's eight to eight. And so what it is, is that I say, the first thing I want you to do is I want you to go in this weekly calendar and I want you to put all of your spiritual events, Hmm. okay? Because I always believe that God comes first and then your family, friends, and then your career. So put in whether your church, your Bible studies, whatever it is, put your spiritual events on the calendar first. And then from that, we're going to go to the family. Put in any events that you have with your spouse, your children, whether it be soccer, back before COVID-19, you know, any of the daily routines that you had Mm -hmm. with your children. And then I encourage them to put into that time frame, always have a date night if you're married or with a spouse or, or, or even if you're not married, but put a date night in there and put a family fun night in there, whether it be a game night, pizza night, whatever it is. So we have that balance in there. Love it. Planned and family the, and personal time in your, it, in your business and, calendar. Yeah. And that, that goes before everything else. Now let's see what's left over. And so that also helps them to make their adjustments. So now we're going to put in any networking, whether it be, you know, in person, whether it be Zoom, what any events that you're holding, any speaking engagements. And now we're going to go from there. And one of the things that I always encourage is in the morning is always do revenue generating things, mm-hmm. whether it be follow-up, phone get it calls. Out first. Yeah, get it out first before you do your emails, you do anything. And, you know, and that's one of the things with, with my coaching clients. My Mondays and Tuesdays are packed. 
because it's the beginning of the week. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that we're having a conversation. We're setting our goals. We're setting our intentions for the week immediately for that week. And then I always follow up with them on Friday as how do how did their week go? Whether it be a text message, an email, a phone call, or a private group message, you know, then we're checking in um, because I don't wait till the following week to say, okay, Marcia, how, how did things go last week? I no. love it. The accountability. I'm, I'm, you get out of the gate hard in the beginning and you have someone saying, how'd you do? So now you have to represent what you did. And, you know, honesty is all important here. We don't want to fudge the numbers or make things up just to make our, you know, fluff up our feathers. But this is important to have that accountability. And um, I agree. It should, I think it should be a professional because that professional is going to help you shift the tactics along the way. But even if you're not working with a professional, such as someone like either of us, get a friend, you know, and, and, and communicate that. I think it's super valuable. Uh, absolutely. And, and again, you have to find out, you know, what is their, what is their money goal? Um, you know, so what is the money goal that they want to make? And then we work back from that based on um, how many clients do they really need based on what a product or service they have and how many of those conversations do we need to have and where are we going to get these leads from? Because leads come from all different areas. People think the leads only come from networking. No, they come you you have networking, you have referrals, you do a blog or a newsletter, you do a Zoom call, um, you have a magazine. I mean, they just come from so many different things. You're a vendor, you're a sponsor, um, you're involved in the community. I'm a big advocate to be involved in the community. 36 years in direct sales, I worked 24-7 growing a franchise. I never gave back to the community. I never had time. At least I mm. told myself I had no, I didn't have time. You know, in the last seven years when I started my private practice, I've been involved in the community from day one. Being involved in the community also is is a responsibility, I think, that we all have morally to give back to our community. And the other thing is, is you make uh, relationships with like-minded people. Mm -hmm. And those people like to do business with people who serve. Right. And And when you serve first, you serve other people. And I, I think that that is a beautiful thing to end on because when we give, we get. And when we give without thinking we're going to get, you're going to get more. And when you're in that, like you said, and you're doing the community work, you find other leaders and business owners that are doing the community work. You guys have a shared common interest and that can deepen the relationship. So this gives us the full circle of what we've been talking about when we started off with relationships and building it and ending with doing community service. What a wonderful conversation this has been today, Celeste. How do people find out more about you? They can go to www.celestgiordano.com. I'm also on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Wow. Okay, good. I'll make sure that all that information is in the podcast notes so we can so people can uh, can catch you and join on with you. You have a beautiful heart and a beautiful passion, and obviously years and years, way more years than I ever expected of experience that you can share, and you are like me, you tend to give a lot. So I appreciate you being on here. Thank you, Marcy. I appreciate you having me. And and again, I would love to uh, the opportunity 
to have a conversation with anybody that would just love to to know more about how they can grow their business. And when they go to celestiardano.com, they can click on, I think there's a link um, to schedule a call, you know, so would love to do that. But, you know, I know that my biggest thing is, Marcia, is that you and I shared a uh, a podcast and a summit with beautiful faces going faces. And you, I think you're, you're, you went one day and I went right after you the next day. And I watched your, your, your presentation that day. And my heart resonated with you immediately. Perfect. And I think I even acknowledged that day to you. I said, Marcia, I want to talk to you. I would love to have you on, 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 a, as a guest to, with my clients, as a guest expert, as well as on a radio show. So I just thank you so much for having me here today because my heart loves your heart. Oh, thank you. You know, we think alike and we're givers and we just have the right, I think it's the right mentality. And like you said, we were doing community work with uh, beautiful faces and that's how we connected and it turned into this. So we're living your, your, your guidance all the way through this podcast. So this is great. And what is that radio show that um, you're having? So we mind sharing a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, the co-founder of Women of Community Impact, Sarah Poe, and I, we have a radio show called WCEG Talk Radio, and we do it on the first and third Tuesday of every month. The first Tuesday is for-profit. The, the, the second uh, third, Tuesday. Uh, third Tuesday is for non-profit. Oh, nice. So, so yeah, so it's, it's a great thing that we, we involve people in the community, people all over the world, uh, or the, you know, that can help and give back to the listeners. Uh, it's about global wealth and, bi- and building a business. So matter of fact, like we're having you on our show this Tuesday, August the 4th, as from five to six, and we're looking forward to you uh, speaking to our listeners and educating them and informing them and empowering them about how they can grow their business so again, and then the second hour, we're going to do it on insurance for anybody that needs to know about business insurance. Love so, it. And then like the third uh, Tuesday of the month, like last last month, we did uh, sex trafficking because of our Women of Community Impact. We're very active with Street Grace, where we brought in the, the president and the executive director and share about uh, sex trafficking all throughout the United States. Atlanta is one of the big prominent uh, areas. And Street Grace also has an office in Los Angeles as mm-hmm. well. And, yes, it's, um, very, so, it's a very big um, problem we have here in Southern California as well. So um, that's, that's a wonderful community to be involved with and, and help with. Um, women and children um, and even some men are trafficked, and it's just not the right thing. Um, so it's great that you had that uh, that opportunity on the third Tuesdays to talk about community impact and, and nonprofit organizations. So wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, hey, this has been a great show. I'm so glad you were on it. Um, listeners, I hope you found an idea or two to put into your business that will help you be more profitable. If you'd like to learn more on how you can not only survive in your business, but thrive, check out my site, failproofbiz.com and pick up my 16 tips that will help you increase your cash flow right now. And while you're there, I'm going to be starting up a brand new six-day big profit strategy sprint that will help you get your um, business rolling fast and you'll be seeing those profits faster. It's like a, it's a jumpstart situation. So, well, Celeste and I would both love to hear your feedback, any questions you have, um, or even some ideas for future shows you'd like to listen to. Please subscribe and comment on today's podcast so we can respond back to you. 
And then you can always catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks, Celeste. Thank you, Marcy. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely.